hearing our voices, but good morning anyway, and welcome to Young Bucks. It's a very special episode here on DK Sports Radio. My name is Alex Stumpf. Right to my right, I am actually physically touching him right now, is Jared Krugar. We are finally doing one of these in person. I made the trip out to Altoona for the first game, and I saw Ronzi Contreras. Listen, the first game didn't disappoint other than, um, you know, the, the rain. We got our first rain delay in almost two years. Yep. We had strikeouts galore. We had a home run. We had a sack fly. We had everything that you could ask for in a baseball game all in one. And the team that had the most strikeouts on their pitching staff lost. Yeah. So baseball is weird. Baseball in the minor leagues is finally back. And that's what brings us here today. Listen, there is nothing better than small-town America in minor league baseball. Getting to the ballpark, walking up to the park, having a burger, having food, um, seeing old friends, new friends. Um, and, and Alice can attest to this when we walked around the park together today. Um, it was so good to be back and to see familiar faces. And, and that's what makes this game in this league, in, this, in the minor leagues, so special. Yeah, uh, listeners, I... I knew Jared was a popular, popular dude. I didn't know he was the most popular man in Altoona. Like, he's, he could run for mayor if he so chose. Like, we couldn't go through a section without someone else coming by saying, hey, Jared. And Jared being the nice guy that he is, he goes, he talks to them for a little bit, and I just go watch, you know, on a fast. <laughs> and it, it, it worked out. It was a social gathering for myself. But, no, and that's what makes this, this ballpark, you know, there are only 2,300 people here tonight. And 2,300 people got to see Ronzi Contreras just shove, man. Yeah. The, what he did, like, <laughs> it was so impressive. Because Alex and I watched his, the last few of his innings um, at, on the kind of field level. And just seeing his stuff, man, he has a killer slider, a gnarly changeup, and his fastball was anywhere from 94 to 98. And when you get that, man, whoo, boy, that is tough to hit. Especially at this time of the season when – Players haven't hit off live pitching in quite some time, especially under the lights. I, I admit I am not the greatest at identifying pitches just with the naked eye. I really had a hard time today with Contreras' changeup in his slider because it was either, it, there was either cases of him varying the slider velocity or the changeup just had that much movement, you know, especially, you know, against left-handers. It was, it was something special. It was a special start for him. Jared brought up the fastball velocity. Look, I, I, the only report I was given on this guy was that he would occasionally dial it up to 95, and now he's dialing it up to 97, 98. That's a completely different beast whenever you're talking about, you know, What's this kid's ceiling in the major leagues? That's all. If you could hit 97, 98 with a breaking pitch that moves, a changeup that you can rely on, like that's a guy you could put into a rotation. And honestly, my hot take, of course, this is going to be based off of, you know, just seeing him, you know, for the first time. And yes, I know hitters are going to be behind pitchers and, you know, maybe there should be a little bit of an asterisk next to it. If Contreras was in the parts bullpen today, he would fit it. I, I wouldn't flinch. And, and I think the most impressive thing that stands out to me is just like the command he had of all three pitches. 
Um, number one, he's, he's already stretched out to five innings in about 75 to 80 pitches, which he got to, I believe, 80 pitches looking here uh, at the box score, um, if I'm calculating things right. And of those 80 pitches, 55 of those were strikes, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Um, relentless. So he was relentlessly attacking the zone. And, you know, there's a guy on the base sauce that was a number two or that is, is one of the top prospects in, in baseball, in Adley Rushman. Yeah. And he made him, on his last strikeout, he just made him absolutely look silly. Alex and I were standing along the first baseline, and Rutschman hits, uh, was in the left-handed batter's box. And I swear um, that he made eye contact with us. That's how far and how deceptive like, he was. And that, that, to me, is what was impressive um, on the Contreras' side, because Rutschman struck out three times. This is a dude that's, that's a bona fide stud, right? This is a guy that's going to be in the major someday, and I thought that was a really good indicator of where Contreras is and, and where he has the potential to go. Yeah. I mean, Rushman's the best catching prospect in baseball. It's not a debate at all. And Contreras pulled the string on him, too. His last pitch of the game was a changeup. Just that fact alone, how many times do you see at A a kid knowing that this is his last batter, it's a 3-2 count, what am I going to go with? I'm going to beat him with the changeup. Yeah, and, and that's incredible too, but also like you're dealing with the elements tonight. So that we had rain, we had humidity, we had anything that kind of worked against pitchers. And he just went out and just did his thing. And it was probably some of the most impressive pitching I've seen in this ballpark since Mitch Keller was on the mound in the Eastern League Championship Series in 2018. And that's saying something because that was one of the most impressive outings I've seen of all time. Now, obviously, Mitch Keller is Mitch Keller, and, and things aren't quite the same. But that's just the, the, the realm of how impressive today was. Now, like we said, the elements played a factor. The, this is the first time these guys have played in a competitive game against other teams in, in almost two years uh, for most of them. Now, that does play a factor. However, it was still impressive to go out there and have the performance that he did, despite the curve not being able to pull it out even with setting a team record uh, of 17 strikeouts. You're not going to let that go. You're not going to let that go. See, I've just watched too much 2021 baseball in general. I'm just used to the strikeout records anymore. And, yeah, hitters are going to be behind pitchers because pitchers, you know, they were able to throw hitters or weren't able to, you know, a lot of them weren't able to face comparable pitching last year, except for, like, the instructional leagues, you know, especially whenever we get to, like, the double-A level. So that maybe that – Taints a little bit this just amazing outing from Contreras. The one thing that isn't is how he attacked the zone. And if there is nothing else, just be fearless going in there. And you know what? Miguel Perez, the manager of the curve at the end, I I asked what made him so effective. The last time I asked a curve manager that, Mike Ryan, I know he's he's a popular popular person in some parts. I asked him what made the starting pitcher effective that day. And he said, well, you know, he, he got outs on three pitches or, or less. Today, the quote was, quote, attack the zone with your best stuff. Another quote, that's a trend you're going to see a lot this year about this curved pitching staff. And, man, that's, that tells the whole story because Contreras did attack with his best stuff. And you know what? That's moving the fastball around the strike zone. That's knowing you can throw a breaking ball there. That's go for the kill instead of a quick out. That's what that was. 
I, I <laughs> everything he did was basically against what the old regime was, and. I, I told this to Jared. I'm going to go on the podcast with this. I am a little afraid that I just saw the best pitching performance, I will, for anybody in parts organization this year. And it's very possible. Um, but that's it. That's one heck of a way to start off the season. Um, but it, what's, great, what's great for this is they're attacking the zone, and they're attacking not just to attack. They're attacking with confidence, and they're, they're, ta- they're attacking it with command, and when you're able to command your pitches with confidence, confidence is everything in, in the game of life and the game of sports. And if you're not confident in your stuff, and if you're not confident in your abilities, you're going to get eaten alive. And and for somebody like that to come out there and, and just pitch the way that he did with that command, that confidence, that was a great way to start the season, despite the loss. It, a loss is a loss. Yeah. But, you know... It, and it wasn't anything of his doing. You come out of a, of a rain delay and whatever. But that, I think, is going to just be the stepping stone and a foundation to build on for the rest of the season. And, you know, if he keeps pitching like that, it's very early. But he could very easily see his get step up the ladder relatively quickly uh, with, more, with more nights like tonight. I'm not convinced he won't pitch in the major leagues this year. I think it's a very real possibility. Just... Out of what I saw this year, out of what I saw Tuesday night, and yeah, it's one starter, and that's a really sm- about as small a sample size as you could possibly have. But I, yeah. <laughs> listeners of DK Sports Radio, I try not to gush over Rownings. I'm having a hard time not gushing about this. Like everything about this outing just ejected into my veins. This was about a perfect a night as a young 21-year-old starting pitcher could have. Just all through the pitches, all through the pitches in the zone, pitching with the confidence that Jared said, pitching just outrageous stuff. Amazing thing is he might not even be the best pitcher the Pirates got in the time on trade. <laughs> no, and, and that's, that's a good point too. But at the same time, it, it wasn't just the curve that opened up today. Indy did as well, Bradenton, and another guy that was impressive today was Travis Swaggerty, yeah. um, who had a who had a crazy night, three hits, um, two RBIs, home Homer. run with was a moonshot. Um, you know, it, it's that's the type of stuff that we're getting. And uh, I know it's been oh, over six hundred days since we've seen minor league baseball, but it's back, and this is what makes it fun. Seeing these guys go out there, Travis Swaggerty is playing in his first Triple A game. He didn't even play in Double A last year. He was in Altoona at the alt site, but. He goes up to AAA, boom, homer. And I think that's huge uh, moving forward for the Pirates as well. Why? Do they have an outfield situation going on right now? Uh, no comment. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even know that they have an outfield, to be honest. They technically they? do. They did employ three people to play in the outfield on Tuesday night. Yeah. I mean, Swaggerty isn't ready yet. He needs some time in AAA, but he needs to be added to the roster this offseason anyway. I, I, it's got to be a midseason promotion. And you know what? He really impressed at the alternate site, and I can't help but shake this feeling that he might be a little closer than, you know, people really want to see or expect. I mean, Brian Reynolds came up after, what, a dozen games in AAA? If such a situation presented itself to Swaggery, could we see the same? At this point, what's it going to hurt? You know, you have Phillip Evans bouncing around. 
Um, I mean, the thing the thing that would hurt is he's finally in a rhythm, and he talked about this in the media availability. He's found his strength, his swing. He's found that consistent stroke. And if you send him to the major leagues and he isn't quite ready yet, you risk jeopardizing all the growth that he has made. I get that. I get that. So I'm not saying get him up to the majors right now. I'm saying if it's June 15th, maybe maybe go for it. If he's still hitting like this, if he's still showing confidence at the plate, if he's still giving consistent swings, like Pirates don't really have any outfielders set for 2022 besides Brian Reynolds. No, and, and I got a question on Twitter today during the rain delay about what they, what is the future of the outfield for the Pirates? And and honestly, outside of Brian Reynolds, you know, Polanco, it's wide open. Yeah, there's it is, it is wide open. And, and could you see Swaggerty there? Yes. Could you see Tucker there? Also, yes. Um, Maybe less less unless, Tucker, but yes. Unless things have changed, but you know, it it's one of those situations where you just you just don't know. Uh, but they do have to, to figure it out. Let's go around the around the miners um, tonight because everybody was in action. Now, of course, the Indians were the only team in the in the minor league system to win tonight, uh-huh. um, but let's go take a look at um, High A Greensboro, which nobody's really heard anything about other than, hey, Piguero and, and Gonzalez are there. And Priester. Um, yeah, and Priester as well. So Piguero went one for four with three RBIs. Three run homer. Three run home run. Yep. Um, walked once. Priester didn't look good. I mean, I, I say look good. I, I've watched like only a handful of pitches from it because I was in Altoona. Stat line wasn't good. Growing. What more can you say? Gonzalez, one for four. Uh, had two strikeouts, left two on base, but he did work a walk. He I doubled. Think, yes. He, he showed what Nick Gonzalez is going to do. He's going to show some extra base power, and he's going to be patient at the plate. That's what Nick Gonzalez... There are going to be a lot of days where Nick Gonzalez goes one for four with a double and a walk. And you know what? That's a... 400 OBP and 500 slugging percentage. Right. And, and I think that's that's good moving forward as well. Um, you know, you down the lineup, Triolo walked twice, um, struck out once, left two on base. Lolo Sanchez, um, you know, one for, one for two with a walk and a run scored. So, I mean, it, it's, listen, it's game one. There's nothing really to worry about there as far as um, where teams are, I mean, it, it's it, like we said, it, it's day one. Um, the Marauders moving down um, to Florida, where we all wish we could be in the hot sun and humidity. Mojica um, murdered a baseball today. Yeah, that was, I think, you know, that ball and, and bat could be arrested for assault uh, with the way that that went um, because <laughs> it was just incredible. Um, so, I mean, you look at that. Uh, and it, it's just going to be one of those things. Like, who's going to get? Who's going to be able to um, to a, adjust to this level, to those levels earliest? And, and you know, the, the team in Greensboro is very talented. The team in Bradenton, I think, is under the radar talented as well. And I think yeah. that's going to be something to to pay attention to moving forward as um, down the road. Bradenton's going to be interesting once Brennan Malone gets going. Once. Nick Garcia gets going once if Mojica keeps going. Like there are a lot of 
young players there. I, I can't remember. I had two or three players for my breakout, you know, prospect list that were in Bradenton. I know I had Mojica. I know I had Nick, not Nick Gonzalez, Nick Garcia. Um, yeah, that'd be it because Burroughs is in, uh, he's in Greensboro. Yeah, Mojica's home run was a, was, it, it was stupid. It was like, a shot. Like, this kid is 18 years old, and he probably has, like, anyone from top of the majors to the absolute bottom. He probably is, like, the fifth most raw power right now. Right. Like, you put him up against Cruz, Mason Martin, Greg, and, 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 like, maybe Hayes. Yeah. Who, who else? Like, um, another insane. A great night um, on the diamond for Andy Rodriguez, two for four with an RBI. Um, D-catching prospects. Yeah. Uh, head went one for four uh, with three strikeouts. Um, but, you know, it, it, like we said, it, it's, game, it's day one. Uh, yeah. It's day one after a year with some of these guys, especially at that level, haven't played uh, minor league baseball. And in and, and Gonzalez, that's his first minor league game. Yeah. So that's, that's crazy, too. So the season has started. The wheels are turning. Um, and the coaster's running. Uh, to to kind of put an Altoona feel on it, so it's going to be interesting to see where where it goes from here. I didn't see the coaster run. You're it, right. it was raining for me today. It was very rainy. Um, I don't know that that it was running either, but I like to say that it was um, just for aesthetics. I I just called you out live on the podcast. Yeah, it's, that it's, doesn't come out live. You know, it, if you guys can hear our background noise, I just punched Alex really hard in the chest. Um, and he took it. He took it like a champ. Um, but it's great to see fans back in the ballpark. Uh, Governor Wolf today said that the goal is by May 31st. Or not the goal is, but May 31st mitigation efforts will will be over. So Altoona can be at full capacity. Ballparks around the country can be at full capacity. Or ballparks around the state, I should say, can be at full capacity. That's going to be huge um, because these guys feed off of it. Because as much as we want to say. Hey, it was great for the fans to be here. It's great for the fa- for the players to see the fans as well. This is fun. This is fun. I, I didn't know exactly how much I needed minor league baseball back into my life. Like I, I know I've said it a whole lot, but then whenever you actually get there, it's like, no, I actually needed it even more. So this was good. This was a good day. It was a great day. Um, it, it's it's always great when you get to go to a ballpark and it. <laughs> It was just like riding a bike. Uh, you get to see old friends, new friends, and, and new faces, old faces, and, and everything in between. And that's what makes minor league baseball great. And that's what, what makes this opportunity that we have here to tell you about it and tell you their stories um, even better. I hope you enjoyed this very impromptu Young Bucks. <laughs> impromptu being that we're doing this actually in right outside the Curves Press Box. There's a little bit of an echo. You might heard some cars or some doors closing we apologize for that but we wanted to really just get this out for you tomorrow because there was a whole lot that happened in the farm system i had to gush about Contreras. i'm sorry i'm gonna really try not to do so much you know of that whenever i, I make these trips and i see these pictures but i i do think i might have just seen the best pitching pitch performance at any that's how i'll give myself a little wiggle room here any pirates minor leaguer is going to make this year. It was absolutely fantastic. Be sure to uh, follow DK Sports Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Jared, where are we on now? Where are we on now? We're all over the place, man. Yeah. Um, 
you Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Amazon, I think somewhere. Uh, I saw my name pop up on Amazon. thought that was kind of weird. But um, <laughs> someone weird. bought you. So, yeah, somebody bought me. I, I, they haven't paid me much money yet. But um, you can follow us on, on the Twitter, on everything. Uh, we're going to have plenty of Pirates coverage, but also Pirates minor league coverage. Um, and, and to be perfectly honest, there's not going to be an outlet um, in, in, in the, involved with the Pirates that's going to cover it the way that we will. As far as features and, and day-to-day um, prospect stuff, this is your source uh, throughout the Pirates organization for, for your Pirates prospects. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to be on Saturday also. This is just a nice bonus. Thank you. We'll talk again next time.